Hello and welcome to the Strictly Personal Podcast. I'm John Paul Badham, your host. Today we kick off part two of the Strictly Personal Podcast Maple Leaf Edition as we head into the 2022 NHL season. Uh, we got lots to talk about. We got lots going on in the National Hockey League and certainly lots going on with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, our guests today will be Joe Felice and Jody Zidor. They'll be returning to talk to us about the Toronto Maple Leafs. I call them the JoJo Gang, so we'll welcome them back. Uh, before we do, I'll just say that the commentary here is strictly personal. And before we uh, head into that, let's listen in on a historic clip of John Battam, Hall of Fame broadcaster. Off the boards, racing in is Lewick. Lewick gets there first, clears it behind the net, and Craigwell comes up with it. He feeds it back into the corner to Lindros. Big number 88 trying to get out in front of the net, has it tipped away, and Craigwell will start it. Back over to Lewick, takes a little bouncing shot. Here it's back to Pearson, back over to Davis, back to Lewick. He takes a shot, screen drive, kicked out by Belly. And Craigwell from the corner, back over to J.P. Davis. He winds up, he's screen drive. Great stop by Belly again. And Pearson now turns. He had Craigwell in front of the net, waited too long, and they shoot at it, and it's blocked at the blue line, kept in by Lewick. To Pearson, to Craigwell. He just has the puck deflected at the last moment. Craigwell off the boards in behind. Here's Lindros going to try it now. Back over to Craigwell at the top of the circle, back to the point. Davis a shot that's wide, and Lindros circles in his own zone, or the corner. He fakes a little shot, comes around, they slap at it, there's a score, oh, and Pearson missed the net again. Craigwell will try it again, feeds a pass, here's Lindros turning. They move it nicely, there's a one-time shot, and Lewick right over the net. Penalty is over, Pearson keeps it out of front, they score, Lindros, number 88, that's 50 goals. Well, you get yourself moving that puck around with authority, even with the man advantage. The penalty had just elapsed. There will not be a power play goal. But deep in, and Banger was in the goal. Lindros feeling very good. He has goal number 5-0. Yeah, getting his... I don't think the rest of the crowd have realized it yet, but it's 50 goals. 50 goals, believe it or not, in just 49 games. Listen to the crowd. He'll he'll get many standing ovations. That's quite a performance and quite a sight we've just witnessed. Hey, how are you? Hey, Jody. We are getting ready to get going here. Let me just get Joe on the line one second. Are you both there? Joe, you there? Oh, I'm here. I'm just getting a charger. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just, you might want might want to charge your phone well before it, uh, the the well, battery I, dies. I, I've got sixty percent, but uh, I'll just I'm going to charge it just in case. Hey, Joseph, how are you? Good. How are you, Jody? Not bad. Hey, listen. Before I forget, um, I know you had a. I know you lost your father not too long ago. So I heard. I wanted to just express my condolences i've been through that with both of my parents and um i know i know there's never an easy time to go through this and uh i appreciate that and i did see your comment uh, on the post that paul did so i i did appreciate that as well yeah despite that um everybody have a good christmas i hope yeah yeah nice and quiet for me as best as best as can be given the circumstances yeah i mean it's been a here we go again situation isn't it yeah. yeah. It's kind of back to the future. Here we are with this uh, new variant, right? Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Or a new round of restrictions, I guess. Well, both, you know. But uh, anyway, well, speak- we'll get it. Yeah, speaking of back to the future, uh, let's go back uh, to uh, September. We got together, we talked about the Leafs, and we knew uh, going into this season that uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs were going to be in for... Oh, I, I guess a, a, a maybe a critical season based on results and all sorts of off-season stuff last year, how they ended, and so lots of stuff was going on. And I know that uh, we uh, we touched on most of it last time in our podcast. But one of the things we wanted to do is, you know, reconvene here uh, at the halfway point. Uh, we're almost there, and we're going into the year 2022. Uh, the Leafs. Uh, have had an interesting first uh, part of the season. I mean, it, it started off pretty rough, and uh, I thought, oh boy, here we go. Uh, I think they were 8-6-1 and one after their first 15 games, and of course that's not good enough uh, for Leaf fans, and uh, everybody was up in arms. I don't know if you guys recall that. Um, but then they rattled off eight straight wins in a row. Uh, it started after they lost to Carolina, a disastrous loss to them, 4-1, and then they went into Chicago and squeaked out a win, and then they went on a uh, a winning streak from there, and and things have been, you know, looking up uh, ever since. They've looked pretty good. Um, so maybe I'll just throw it back to you guys. What's what's your, was your observation to start the season, uh, Jody? Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think it was a, um, you know, it was a bit of a dismal start. I know myself. I got caught up with a lot of other Leaf Nation fans and going, you know what? Here we are again. Um, a lot of hype, a lot of hoopla, and going into, you know, whatever it was, those first 15 games, I think, as you mentioned, where it was a little disappointed. Um, you know, they quickly turned things around. Um, hallelujah to that. And I think we went on a winning streak of, what was it, 16, 18 games, something to that effect, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And um, looking at the standings, here we are right now, I think, in second place in the Atlantic Division. So, hallelujah to that. Um, you know, my only kind of critique, my only, you know, here we are at the midway point and, you know, I'm sure we'll get into COVID and, the, you know, the pause in the NHL and players being out right now. But, you know, lack of consistency by a few players, um, you know, would 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 be top of mind in terms of how I would summarize the first half of the season. Um, you know, thank goodness for Campbell Soup. Yeah, um, I think he is. Uh, he has. He has carried this team well beyond. I think what a lot of people expected them expected him to. Um, you know, our backup goalie Morazic. He's been injury prone. I've been a little disappointed with him. And you know, even though you know some of our top guns, Matthews has had some of his shining moments and some of his. Uh, it's it, it's just. I haven't really seen the consistency there in him uh, and a couple of others just game after game after game. And I think that's what, you know, certainly going into the back half of the year, that's what's going to be needed to become a Stanley Cup contender. Yeah, and before we go go into all the different, uh, I guess, the pros and the cons of where we're at, uh, Joe, what are your thoughts on the on the beginning of the season, how the Leafs started out of the gate? Well, it was uh, interesting for me because if you remember, Paul, I was off the grid uh, on Vancouver Island, so <laughs> that's so, right. So I missed I missed all of those games. I think and, I was texting you, and you were going, "What? What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I was completely out of the loop and uh, optimistic that upon my return and and, and putting my (laughs) eyes back on the team, their fortunes would improve. And, of course, that's exactly what happened. So, um, but, no, I'm excited to... 
to get into some of the detail that uh, you'll probably uh, be asking us some questions on in terms of, you know, the forwards and the defense and the goaltenders and that. But, you know, just in summary, I can say to you that uh, when we had our previous chat, um, I said that I thought the lease would be hard-pressed to get one of the top three spots uh, going into the playoffs. So obviously my opinion has changed. I think that they're in a good position to get one of those top three spots, avoiding the wild card situation. And, uh, yeah, I'll just uh, leave it at that for now. And, and when well, we get into the details, maybe you'll, you'll see why I'm saying that. Yeah, well, you know, maybe I'll pick up where, where Jody was going with regarding the goaltending, Mrazek. Uh, Joe, you were really high on Mrazek to start the season. And uh, he's been, uh, you know, I guess he's been hurt. Um, he's had a few games and he hasn't looked disastrous. But more, in my opinion, I don't think he's looked great either. What's your What's your view of him now? Well, you know, yes, absolutely. I was high on him, and and I still am. But uh, but the other interesting uh, thing that I'd like to to draw your attention to or remind you is that I was also very big on the history of the Leafs and the success that they've had with goaltending tandems. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, I certainly thought of that tandem as being Campbell and Mrazic, but I also mentioned the last time that uh, we spoke that in 1967, they actually had three goaltenders. They had Johnny Bauer, Terry Sawchuk, and uh, and Bruce Campbell, and they, they pretty much had an even split. So, you know, here it is, and, and my hopes that history would be repeating itself. Here we are. Joseph Wall has entered the picture. Well, I was going to mention Wall because he's looked actually pretty good. No, he has, but but the the uh, the, the connection or the significance of, of what happened to Morasic and, and Wall coming in and stepping up and playing well is now we've got you know sort of three goaltenders in the fold. Um, we're going to have this taxi squad taxi squad situation for the rest of the year, so it's quite possible that Joseph Wall sticks around, and you've got the three goaltenders. So, um, just to revisit and to reiterate, I, I'm really comfortable with the goaltending situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I've just I've been so delighted in the, the performance of uh, Soup. He's been uh, he's he's really carried the ball, I think, for the most part, and one of the big reasons the Leafs are in a, a strong uh, stand, strong in the standings at the moment. Um, so I'm really happy with his performance, Jody. What, what you were you were about to say? You're pretty happy with him as well. Oh, without question, and I think he's going to be due. I think he's going to be looking at a monster pay increase this summer um, because I think that's right all now we need. <laughs> I'm sorry, say again. I said that's all the Leafs need is to have to pay a goaltender again, which is why we lost uh, Freddie in the first place. Yeah, I think he's in the 1.5 or 1.6 million range right now, if I'm not mistaken, and. Um, um, yeah, I think he kind of goes on the open market this coming summer at the end of this season, if I'm not mistaken. So I'm only uh, I've 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 been more than happy with his performance. He's become I know a bit of a fan favorite both on and off the ice, and the guy's a quality act. He's a class guy. So yeah. I'm hopeful that he just uh, I'm hopeful that he just continues. Um, you know, fingers crossed that he does not get injured because um you know that could spell disaster uh i personally have not been as i i think i said earlier not been overly impressed with morazic but this other 
kid, the young kid, Wool, uh, if I'm pronouncing his name right, he, he's, looked, he's looked very, very good early on. And I think his very first NHL game, he posted a shutter, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. I know a, uh, a young guy, but, um, you know, kind of lacking in experience. But, yeah, I've been I've been more than happy with respect to uh, at the Campbell and his play. Yeah, veering in a, a little bit of slightly different direction, as uh, just on the topic of Campbell. And uh, I was looking at, uh, I thought maybe he'd be uh, a top candidate for the uh, U.S. Olympic team, and he wasn't even apparently uh, named as one of the candidates, which I thought was shocking because I think the guy's proven himself. But uh, that being said, as we know, the Olympics has, has now been officially cancelled, so the NHL will not be going to the Olympics with all of this COVID and everything that's going around. Uh, what are your views on that, Joe? Well, I think it's shocking that, that he wasn't uh, uh, being considered. Um, and and I'm, I'm just hearing this from you for the first time, Paul. That's something that uh, slipped through the cracks with me. I hadn't heard that. Um, but as, uh, as a Leafs fan... Um, in the event that the Olympics uh, were to go on, I think it would have been a blessing in disguise that he not be included. <laughs> There's that end of it, yes. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I'd agree. That's a, that's a very selfish comment, but uh, yeah, a little bit of rest and yeah. uh, write him out afterwards, that, that would have been fine with me. Yeah, like uh, we still, uh, yeah. So with the Olympics not happening, and we got uh, some schedules. The scheduling has been all messed up. But we've got teams that uh, I know the Leafs look like. Uh, well, they are in second place. I guess they're uh, just behind uh, Tampa Bay at the moment. Uh, the two Florida teams are looking real strong. The Florida Panthers as well. But uh, there's a number of teams that just haven't p- played a lot of games. Like Boston is like only they're they're four or five games back, and uh, so their numbers could look uh, drastically different. But all being said, I mean the Leafs have been very impressive and uh, competitive with all of the top teams. So we have to give them their due. Um, that being said, let's look at the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, defense. I, I again I go back to the defense. We talked about the goalies. The defense depth seems to me to still be a big question mark. Um, I'd said uh, during the podcast back in September that I felt that the, the the lack of a stud defenseman is going to haunt these guys, and I still feel the same way. Now I know they've they've got this guy Alex Biega on, the, and then another guy that they've brought up just for some some depth. But these guys are not going to be guys that uh, will help you get to the promised land. So, um, what are your view? Jody, what's your views on where the defense is now? Yeah, yeah, I'm probably not too far behind with what you've just described. I mean, I'm hoping uh, the upcoming trade deadline, I hope that there's some remodeling that takes place, and I hope that we're able to pick up one or two stellar D. Um, You know, Travis Dermott, um, you know, I think he's been holding his own hall apparently at times has been struggling um you know maybe at the risk of getting moved into a package deal perhaps maybe from what i've heard of some rumblings going around um you know if 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 dubas plays his cards right you know he may look to bolster the right side of the line um you know with his most valuable um you know prospect that being either you know nick robertson or Amriov, I think if I'm kind of pronouncing his name right, um, you know, and here we kind of go back into the back, 
back where history has repeated itself again with respect to, to kind of first round picks. Uh, I, you know, at the end of the, at the end of the day, I haven't paid too, too much attention. I've been more focused on the forwards and our goalie situation. I'm, I've, I've been happy with respect to, um, you know, the play of our, um, uh, I'm just absolutely drawing a blank right now in terms of our, defenseman that wears the A in a shirt, uh, Morgan Riley. Morgan Riley, um, yeah. And, and, yeah. and that, that's been probably a bright spot is Riley's performance this year. A little bit of a bounce-back season, I think, from what I'm seeing so far. I mean, he he seemed to fall off quite a bit last year, but he's, uh, you know, the, he got the big contract going into the season, and uh, you just don't know which way guys are going to go in terms of their play and performance once they do sign it. I like what I've seen with Riley, so uh, I, I think he he's... Seems to have, he seems to have settled right in after yeah. he kind of signed that contract and signed that deal. He, he, you know, perhaps maybe he got the monkey off his back, the contract's done, the payday is happening, and, you know, I think he's kind of really stepped up from that moment onward. Yeah, I see a lot of maturity there, some leadership. I think he's uh, showing that, that he uh, he's full marks for all of those things, and uh, so I'm I'm really uh, bullish on uh, Riley right now, which is good. So I'm, I'm happy to see that. That's a bright spot on the defense right now. Uh, speaking of defense, uh, we've got the Canadian juniors going on right now, and what do you think of this kid power, Joe? Oh, just awesome! <laughs> I think the Sabers have got a got a gem there. Oh my gosh! Like he he, he uh, spends a lot of time deep in the deep in the offensive zone. I was surprised to see that, but uh, you know, just casually gets back, and you know, I guess uh, all the forwards that uh, are are playing at the same time, you know, as he is, they all know that he's moving up, so they're all covering for him and. Oh, yeah, just yeah. spectacular. I was so impressed. I, I thought, oh my God, wouldn't that be nice if the Leafs could have a guy like that coming up? Oh my God, yeah, that'd be fantastic. yeah, for sure. But but I'd I'd like to comment on on the Leafs defense, Polly, and yep. uh, you know, like previously uh, when we spoke, um, you know, I had really said two two primary things. I said that I like the top four. And then I also said that I thought that depth was an issue. So I'll just take them one at a time. You know, I, I when I said that I liked the top four, I was including Justin Hall. And so obviously I missed the mark there. He is absolutely struggling. I don't know what has gone on, what has changed. Um, but thank goodness, uh, Sadine has certainly uh, stepped up. And, uh, you know, if uh, when he gets back, uh, you know, I think we're going to see him moving into the number four spot. And hopefully that has a positive impact on uh, on Jake Muzzin's play, which was which hasn't been spectacular. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we've, we've got we've got confidence in him. And, uh, you know, so. So definitely the top four. I think if we move Sabine in there, I, I think I'm okay. But depth continues to be a problem. Uh, I wasn't high on Travis Dermott previously. I'm still not high on him. Uh, Justin Hall has become questionable for me. Um, I like the play of Timothy Lilligren. I think he's come along just fine. I think he's going to be just satisfactory, if not above that in the number five or six spot. But, uh, you know, in summary, it's it's still depth is an issue. And, uh, you know, I've kind of uh, looked at a few different uh, options that might be available on the, the UFA market market uh, when trade deadline comes. And, and I picked off a few. I've got Arizona, Anton Stroman. He's a UFA. 
uh, Giordano in Seattle. He's a UFO, UFA. Keith Yandel with the Flyers and Ben Chirac with the uh, with the Habs. Uh, those are four uh, players that I think that Google should be looking at. Yeah, I know. They got. Uh, we'll, we'll maybe come uh, back to the trades and the potential uh, pickups that they can get, um, and we maybe we'll we'll do another show during the trade deadline or shortly after. I know we still miss that uh, Zach Bogosian who, who left and went to Tampa. That that's a big void in my opinion. Just to, that that steadiness, the toughness, um, and I, they've got some guys that can move the puck. And right now, my opinion is. The Leafs, the reason, one of the reasons they're excelling against a lot of these teams is their ability to move the puck out of their end has been unbelievable. They are so quick. Up from the behind the net, up past it to the center line is... Um, it's just really getting them out of their zone. It gets them out of trouble, so then you don't have to worry about defending as much. It's been a, a pretty good uh, start to the season with the defense, anyhow, but uh, I still worry about the depth. You guys, uh, I saw today that Marner should be back after the injury. Yeah, yeah, I heard I heard something similar to that, too. I know he hasn't played since colliding with, with Muzzin, which I think was kind of early to mid, well, no, it was early December, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I, I, I just hope he's going to be, um, you know, I, I hope he's going to be game ready. Um, I'm just not sure on, you know, when he, I've seen him in the press and the media the last couple of days that he's feeling really good out there. Um, you know, being in practice, feeling really good is one thing you know game plays another so i i i I still don't know and i'm not 100 percent sure on what this actual injury was but um i'm hoping it's not going to be too much of a distraction for him yeah i I think it was a shoulder injury but let's just think about what's gone on i mean the leafs have been having a nice run marner's been out for a good chunk of it the power play has just soared in his absence. Yeah. I don't think the penalty kill is hurting too much, you know, and, uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if, if I've mentioned it to, to you guys recently or in the past. I know that I certainly have written about it in the past. I'm not, uh, I'm not a huge Martyr fan. Uh, I don't know how that sounds to everybody. I think he's a little bit of a prima donna. Um, I don't know how Marner would react if he was uh, bumped from the number one power play unit to the number two power play unit. Um, you know, there's a lot of uh, well, a lot of a lot of dynamics going to be going on. Well, know, the reason the, dynamics. Yeah, the reason I brought Marner up is because he just has become a polarizing figure, not only going into the season, and we did touch on it that you know he. He had a terrible playoff. He didn't. He hasn't scored. He and he just didn't look uh, look good at all. And uh, so a lot of people had question marks as to how he would rebound going into the season. And he started off terrible too. Uh, uh, he started to. He seemingly started to get back to these old ways and started. Uh, you know, uh, setting up a couple of nice plays and some getting some goals, so, and then he got the injury. So he's still a little bit of a question mark, in my opinion. Uh, Jody, what are your thoughts? You you just hit the nail right in the head. I would agree. Um, you know, a little bit of a question mark for sure. Um, he definitely had a drought. He struggled to get the puck in the net. I think for the first, I don't know, at least dozen games, you'd have to check stats to find out exactly when it was that he finally put one in the net. But, um, yeah, I, I've, I've still got a big question mark over, you know, he's missed, what, three weeks? 
the better part of two and a half, three weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, and and, and the teams look pretty good without him, we have to admit. But, I mean, that's a, oh, that's without, a small sample size, mind you. Without, oh, so, without so, you agree, so you agree with me, Paul? <laughs> I do agree. I think the team has looked <laughs> look, look pretty good. Like the, You're right. The, the power play has looked better. I don't know if it was just coincidence, but, uh, I mean, I hate to think that Marner is uh was that was a problem on the power play but uh apparently uh you know what they got going now seems to be working i wouldn't mess with it right now that's well for sure. you know i i you know and i i i hate criticizing you know players and young guys and all that you know it's uh not generally in my spirit in the way that i think but i i do think he's an emotional prima donna and and I think he will be kicking and screaming if there's any suggestion of him not uh, coming back and resuming his spot in on the first power play. Yeah, that'll be interesting you know to see. I, I, I think Sheldon Key's going to have to stick to his guns and do things his way. He's the boss. And uh, I think that's going to be a really difficult conversation. Well, you, you mentioned Sheldon Keith, and let's talk about the coaching because uh, that was still something that was also a big question mark going into the season. Uh, if you had to give them a you know a grade on the report card for the coaching staff, uh, what are you guys seeing, uh, Jody? Yeah, great question. Um, you know what? I think if I take a look back to answer that question, and uh, it's a very good one, Paul, um, you know, the press and the media were pounding the crap out of him and the team the first however many games it was that they were, you know, a crap in the bed. I think he remained calm cool composed and you know and then they went on that run for however many umpteen games it was uh, i've been i've been very very happy i've been very pleased with what i've seen coming in terms of um leadership and guidance off the bench um you know that being said i think he's played his lines very very well i've been very pleased um you know we haven't mentioned simmons name or spetz's name yet but that fourth line those two guys and others have just absolutely stepped up and i'm very pleased with the way um you know keith and others have kind of managed that uh you know with respect to the bit of adversity that they've had with respect to uh, an injury here um you know it'll be interesting to see right now once we kind of come out of this covid protocol who's going to be back to 100 percent you know are they still going to have strong are we still going to continue to see the strong play following this pause that they're going through right now yeah and you mean you got to look at uh, i mean i just look back at the start of the season and i i think there was there was it was close the the coaching staff was close to being lynched by the the fans the fans were so upset uh yeah i mean it's just terrible start and you and you couldn't help but think the coaching had a lot to do with it because the coaches should have had this squad ready to come out of the gate and didn't appear to. So a lot of people were ready to get fire them all, and and uh, there was the the social media was just going gangbusters. It was crazy, and I know that uh, the power play was dreadful to start. And they caught, they hired this new guy. I don't, I don't know who he is, but he he's supposedly a power play specialist. And they were worse than they were last year when they came out of the gate to start. So yeah, the the coaching staff. I, I've, to, I've totally turned around. At that point, I was ready to fire them all, and they, they've kind of won me back a little bit here. The, the things have got, they settled down. Power play's going. Their penalty kill's not bad, and I, I got to give you know uh, credit to uh, to Keith because of the fact that he uh, he didn't get too rattled by what was going on. So he, uh, mind no, you, he did get signed to a two year extension during that time, which got me uh, even more rattled. <laughs> Joe, what are your thoughts? 
he maintained his cool and his composure all the way through. I thought, anyways. Yeah, yeah, he did. What, yeah, what what I like, uh, so so I like what what's going on with the coaching, and what I like most is I like for the the starting lineups. I like that Keith switches things around. You can see that he's trying to find the right combinations or get a better understanding of which combinations work and which ones don't. And maybe it's situational. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, but beyond his starting lineups and, 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 you know, the one, two, three, four from the outset of the game, I like that in game he plays with the lineup as well. And he and he seems to to decide who's going and who's not going on a certain certain night. And if there's a situation that uh, that uh, he feels merits putting Tavares with Matthews and and Nylander on a line, you know, mid second period, beginning of the third period, whatever he's doing it. So I'm really really enjoying the way that he's uh, playing with his lineup, and and for him to do that. And for the players to respond, which they obviously are, I think reading between the lines, I just think, and, and their overall play, I just think overall, I think the players have bought into his system and they're respectful of the decisions that he's making both before filling out the lineup card and as well the in-game decisions. And I think it's all very, very positive with regards to the coaching and then the relationship that's uh, being developed uh, uh, or involving between the coaching staff and the players. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would echo a lot of that. I think the the, the uh, right now the uh, report card on the coaching staff is favorable. That's for sure. Um, before we get into the because there's a lot of good news up front, uh, but before we do, there was one other question. Well, there was two other question marks going in on the forwards that uh, was certainly, and we'll come back to Matthews in a minute because of his uh, wrist injury, but because he did join the team after about seven, eight games in. Um, what about Richie? I mean, Richie was a guy that was uh, apparently coming to this team and was going to be a a big, uh, heavy uh, wing, winger, and uh, he would score some goals, play in the top line. I mean, I think it's been still a, a big disappointment. Uh, however, uh, certainly he isn't what the fans had expected so far. Uh, maybe maybe he's still going to, uh, to to win us over, but what, what are your thoughts on that, Jody? He came with a he came with a hefty price tag, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he? Didn't he arrive here with something like I think five million bucks on a oh, yeah, year deal? Yeah, five million over two years, so it's two and a half million a year. Yeah, it's a pretty decent contract for a guy that's yeah, for yeah. a guy that's no. His top year was 15 goals. I mean, I thought it was a little 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 steep, but anyways. Yeah, so that's probably a little that's probably a little bit too steep in terms of kind of my liking. If I'm, uh, you know, if I'm in Dubas' shoes, I, I I just haven't seen that return. Um, you know, I haven't seen his performance. I haven't seen the return on that investment. Um, I can't say that I'm a big fan of his. Um, you know, that may turn around in terms of you know seeing him step up in the back half of the season from the midway point onward here. But I haven't been overly. Uh, I haven't been overly, um, you know, impressed in terms of what I've seen with him, uh, at least in the first half of the season. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, it's hard not to agree. There's no evidence that uh, 
that it's been a good signing. Hopefully that that changes. But uh, when we talk about uh, about Nick Ritchie, we can't uh, omit talking about the other signings. Like we've got David Camp, uh, Andre Kasha, Michael Bunting. They've all worked out. Yeah, they no, and I was gonna I was gonna get I was gonna get to those guys. I just wanted to touch on Ritchie. One goal, seven yeah. assists, eight points uh, after twenty nine games. Certainly, I think Leaf fans were expecting a lot more out of him. And um, certainly before we get into the rest of the roster, because there is a lot of good news there. I mean, Matthews was one of them that I questioned. I said, well, it'll be interesting to see how he, you know, manages to get past this hand injury. And will he be the same old Matthews? And I think he's answered that with uh, with bells on. Uh, what do you think of that, Joe? Well, I mean, yeah, you know, Paul, just overall, you know, when we when we spoke last, I was I, I thought that although the, the the salaries that were being paid to the top four were a little bit rich, and I had commented about Lou Lamorello probably would have signed all four of them, but probably for a better price, maybe not Matthews. But I, my, I was questioning the bottom six, and it, and it just comes back to you know those the the, the camp, the cash, the bunting, the the decisions to re-sign Spezza and Simmons. I think that everything has just worked out so well in that bottom six. And, uh, and you know, uh, thankfully for Nick Ritchie, you know, his, his dismal play, and, and that's how I would refer to it, uh, unimpressive play has not been a factor, thankfully. And yeah. he's got some oppor- he's got some opportunity here now that if he comes back after this shutdown or this pause, and he starts to play the way that we hoped and the way that we thought that he could, no one's ever going to talk again about what happened at the beginning of the season. Yeah, it is getting lost in uh, all the good news, and thank goodness for that. I mean, uh, you don't, you know, uh, he, he was a focal point at the beginning, but now with all the forwards, uh, and let's move on to the forwards. I mean, let's uh, let's look at some of the lines and uh, how things have worked worked out. I was concerned not only about Matthew's hand, but then I. I couldn't see after I saw that Richie wasn't going to be that big uh, winger that uh, we had with Hyman. Um, Bunting has emerged as that guy, uh, not exactly a Hyman, but certainly he's starting to uh, to show that he he belongs at least in the top six uh, because of a, a style of play. He gets into the gritty areas and uh, he's scrappy and he's a little bit of an annoyance out there with other uh, with other teams, which the Leafs lack. They don't have a lot of players uh, that that do that. Uh, what are your thoughts, Jody? Yeah, he's been playing with a lot of grit and tenacity. I really like him. Um, I think he's, uh, I'm just looking here online here right now, I think seven goals, 12 assists, over 30 games played for a total of 19 points. So, you know what, he, he's, he's one guy that he's just silently, in my opinion, he comes to the rink every day, continues to, you know, he kind of reminds me of Zach Hyman a little bit, where, um, you know, he, he, not a huge, um, you know, not a huge producer on the ice in terms of, um, you know, glamour and noise, but just a guy that I think you could rely on shift after shift to go out there, give it 110% and really just make things happen. And again, if I had to, you know, I take a look at his grit and his tenacity and, 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 and just his continued performance. I, I've been, I've been very, very happy with him. And I just hope that in the back half of the year that he continues to deliver the, 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 the same way, in my opinion, that he has over the first half of the year. What are your thoughts, yeah. Joe? Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm liking him. You know, he, he, he looks a little odd on the ice, the way that he skates, and uh, but, but he's effective. 
but uh, I heard something, and it was along the lines of, and, and we can see it. He's pretty yappy, right? And he's, yeah. he's yappy on the ice, and he doesn't seem to shut up when he's on the bench. And he's often sitting next to Matthews, and he's always chirping in Matthews' ear. And you, you see little smiles on Matthew's face. Like, and, and I actually saw an interview where, uh, where they were talking to Matthews, and uh, his, his comment was, I like it. You know, and, and so isn't that great? We lose Hyman, very, very concerned about, about that loss and his relationship with all the other guys in the room. And here's this guy, Michael Bunting, that comes in. You know, big shoes to fill. Like, my gosh, really big shoes. Big shoes. On, on many fronts, just in terms of on-ice production, you know, uh, uh, his disposition in the dressing room, on the bench, and that type of thing. And listen, if if uh, Austin Matthews likes him, uh, that that's good enough for me. And and as Jody uh, referenced uh, the stat sheet, you know, he's he's producing. Um, so uh, you know, applause for Michael Bunting and and for Dubas for uh, going back to the well. And uh, in terms of the uh, the Sioux, and because uh, I believe there's a connection there, and uh, you know, good on everyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, let's uh, let's look at uh, a little bit further down the uh, the uh, the uh, forwards. Uh, boy, Spets has sure proven that he's worth the money. Uh, what do you think of that? Are we ever getting our pound of flesh out of him? And I think price performance, he's probably, I think I think we're probably getting our biggest return out of him. You know, for a guy, I don't know how old he is. He's, he's in, what, his 20th, 20th season or 21st season? Um, he, he is just, you know, there's another guy that has just silently performed. He's stepped up. He's made some big, huge plays. Um, you know, he's been able to demonstrate an ability to put the puck in the net. Um, you know, he got pissed off a few games ago and took a run at somebody and I was all for that just given the way that the dynamics in that game had been uh, had been playing out I think they uh, I think they were a little harsh in terms of their six game um uh, their six-game suspension. I know they appealed it, and he was down, and 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 I think he bought back another two games. But um, he, he's he's just been one guy that I've been very very impressed and pleased with. And and quite honestly, this time last year, I thought, you know what, this may be his last year. Certainly on the tail end of his career, but um, you know, with what I've seen, his ability to step up this year, he's still got a lot left in the tank. Yeah, uh, Joe, what do you think of Spets's start to this year? Uh, he's a gem. He's a gem. I love him. You know, I, I love. He's become a fan favorite uh, now. Where a lot of fans are like everybody. Even wants to, they, like he. He's been, and you know what? I think he's been one of the reasons that power play's done so well. They've moved him up a few times on the top power play. Absolutely, absolutely. No, yeah. I, I, I can't say enough good things. And and uh, you know, uh, you guys have said it all. Um, if I can, I'll take the moment. Uh, that I've got here when you ask me about Spessa, let's turn attention to Simmons, you know, and uh, I think Simmons has been playing really, really well. And, um, you know, I, uh, you know, Paul, you know, previously I did some writing for a couple websites and uh, one of the ones, one of the articles I wrote was I did a comparison between Wayne Simmons and Eddie Shack yeah. going back to the, going back to the 67 team. Um, 
But I wrote that before last year, and it did, and it didn't pan out. He started well, and then he got injured, and then he just never seemed to get back on track. But you look at the way that Simmons play, is playing and the impact. Who has missed more opportunities than Wayne Simmons in terms of uh, Ben and the Twine? You know, the, the opportunities are there. They're going to continue to come because of the way that he's playing. And I, you know, just go back to good on uh, Dubas. You know, uh, signing, re-signing Spetsy and re-signing Simmons, I think, just fantastic. Yeah, and I think the uh, the emergence of the the new guys, um, Camp and Casa, Andre Casa, has just lately has just really started to uh, emerge. And in fact, Casa has been getting a chance to play with Matthews uh, quite a bit lately too. So who knows where that's going? But yeah, those two new guys were there were big question marks. No one knew what we were getting when they when they joined the club and. Uh, so they've really rounded out the depth up front. The, the other one question mark that I wanted to just touch on, because I think he's proven to everybody that he's okay, and that is John Tavares. Uh, with the way he went out last year with the concussion, you just don't know how he's going to respond. He showed early at preseason that he was going to be fine, but you still didn't know. But he's he's shown me that he's actually um, probably going to have a, a better season than he had last year. Uh, he's, he's, again, he's having everything you said, you know, ditto, ditto, ditto. He's, he's having a fantastic season. Uh, could, couldn't be happier for him. Yeah. And, I mean, he's had the, I mean, his uh, partner on the wing has been Nylander pretty much all year. Uh, what do you think of Nylander's play, Jody? You know what? I've, uh, I've never really been a Nylander fan, um, but that is slowly changing because this year that guy has just, you know, again, he has stepped up when he's needed to. Um, it, it, just before I lose this train of thought, back to Tavares for a second. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we were all concerned with him coming back after that horrific injury that he had last year. You know what? It took him a couple games to demonstrate to me that that injury is behind him right now. And um, I know his stats, he's looking at 32 points right now so far in the first 29 games of this year. Tavares is, 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 is just proving to me that he is he is the definite leader on that team. And, and, and with respect to Nylander, you know, again, when you talk about a guy that has the ability to put the puck in the net and has and has done it consistently in, you know, in a number of games when and where we've needed it, um, you know, he's stepping up and, and you know he's he's very quickly um at least for me he's starting to change my perception of him where again i thought he was a bit of a whiner a little bit of a guy and a kid that was overpaid for a number of for uh, um you know for a number of years but i've been uh, i've been very pleased in terms of yeah, yeah. Nylander, I've always felt was just uh, a guy that uh, didn't show up a lot and turned over the puck way too much. I think he's improved in both of those things. Uh, he he has taken a few nights off, but not nearly as much, and he's certainly not turning the puck over uh, as much uh, as he did. So I don't know. Obviously, maybe management or the coaches have gotten around to him to get him to clean that up and as in, in, his, in his game, but. Uh, yeah, there's been a few other bright spots. I mean, Kerfoot's actually looked half decent this year. He's uh, he's uh, he's certainly been more impactful. Um, he's had a few key goals, so that's been a bright spot for the Leafs. Um, what other bright spots are you guys seeing, uh, Joe? Well, well, let's let's just say 
you know, on the Kerfoot side. Kerfoot is having a good season. I do enjoy watching him. The only the only asterisk is look at what Kadri's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nazem Kadri's having a career year and apparently it's a contract year, so it makes you wonder, right? <laughs> I know, I know. And, and it's the only it's the only knock you could have on Kerfoot. You know, and 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 of course, I'm being facetious here, but uh, but no, Kerfoot's having a great season. He's having a great season. Yeah, and uh, I mean, let's let's don't forget that Tyson Berry was also part of that deal, and he's gone. He's off to Edmonton and playing there. But uh, yeah, certainly Kerfoot stands out as the guy on that trade, and. but um, so, anyways, let's look at uh, you know maybe some predictions. I, we we go we go into this season. I got to admit that the I didn't think the Leafs would be where they are. Um, so optimistically, I'm thinking you know they're 700. Their percentage winning percentage is 700. Whether they'll hold that or not will be remain to be seen. I like the goal differential at plus 22. I mean, really, if you look at the stats, the Leafs have been impressive. And uh, their last 10 games, 7-2-1, and one, everything's respectable. Um, their, home, their home wins, they're 12-4-1 at home, 8-4-1 on the road. Um, yeah, there's a lot of optimism there. Uh, I guess, you know, certainly the question mark going in, one of the big question marks, would, would this team even, like you said from the beginning, Joe, would they even be in the running for a playoff spot? And they've proven that they definitely are. Um, maybe pick it up from there, Jody. Where do you think they're going? So if I had to look into uh, the crystal ball, Paul, I would, uh, I'd probably say a bold prediction. Um, and a lot of what I'm about to say has to do, and we haven't mentioned it yet, but my predictions are all centered around the fact that Matthews finally got rid of the stash. He finally got rid of that that piece of dirt that's been hanging above his upper lip for for, for however long. And anyhow, um, you know, I'm I'm kidding here. He raised a lot of money in the month of November and uh, and good on him for doing so. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, you know what, we finally won a playoff round. Um, I am going to I'm going to go out and stick my neck out on the line to say. So you're saying they're definitely in the playoffs and they're going to win a round. Is that what you're saying? I'm, I'm saying we're going to win round one. Win, I'm win saying that we're going to make it to round one and we're going to win it. Now, <laughs> uh, you know, that's obviously predicated. Yeah, on, but Jody, uh, if the playoffs started today, they'd be playing the Florida Panthers. That not, That's no easy feat. Yeah, they're still going to win it, though. They're still right. going to win it. Um, you know what? Yeah. I agree with you. It's no easy feat, but I think, um, you know, I think there's a lot of things that are going to play into their minds and their behaviors come playoff season. If it was to start tomorrow or if it starts in three months from now. And I think a lot of it has to do with some of the shame and the embarrassment that they went through uh, last year with respect to, you know, being up three games to one and, 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 and the shame that they faced in terms of losing out to the Canadians. Um, you know, that, 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 that's kind of my first, I would say my first prediction is that you know we do make it and we win at least one round. I hope a way that I hope that the team finds a way to keep Jack Campbell, um, and I think that they will because unless a miracle happens and unless something else happens come trade deadline, um, you know he is definitely our key go-to um, our key go-to uh, netminder. Yeah, I mean, 15 games in, I was I was one of those guys that had j- completely jumped off the bandwagon. I definitely thought that this was going uh, sideways and was going to hit a wall, and uh, that would be the end of it, and uh, we'd be talking about a whole clean house scenario but I gotta admit they've uh, 
They've won me back. They've they've done all the right things that they needed to do to get out of that start and to get into the position where they actually should be going forward. Um, you know, I, I, I'll uh, I'll reserve my comment. I'll listen to what Joe has to say. But going forward, I have some question marks still in my mind. But Joe, Joe, what are your thoughts? Well, good segue for me there, Paul, because because uh, I really have some question marks too. Uh, in terms of predictions, my prediction that they would uh, be hard pressed to make the playoffs. I've already said that I changed that. I believe that they are going to make the playoffs. I think that uh, the points that they put in the bank are going to go a long way to assuring that. Um, when I look at the standings and the wild card standings and the first round, you know, it's let's assume for a moment that Tampa Bay is going to take the top spot. So the first round is going to either be Florida or in in the event that uh, in the event that they do take top spot and and supplant uh, Tampa Bay, then they're looking at probably Boston or Pittsburgh. You know, uh, but uh, so those are the three choices or the three uh, opponents that I'm seeing in the first round. Florida yeah, not Panthers, an easy feat Boston, with any of them. That's for sure. Florida Panthers, Boston, and Pittsburgh. I don't know. And and then I go back to my concerns about uh, the defense and not having the depth of defense. And, uh, you know, uh, which leads to another prediction, if I can put it in the prediction column, is that they are, Dubas is going to be adding a defenseman or two at the trade deadline. I do not believe that he will be focused on anything else. And uh, and if right. he is successful in adding some some defensemen, one for sure, preferably two, then then I'm with Jody. They're going to get past the first round. Other you're right on. You're right on. Yeah. you're right on there, Joe. I think I think the focus comes trade deadline's got to be on the blue line. I, I I think that's where absolutely all the focus, the energy, and the attention needs to be from the management perspective. Yeah, they've got some they've got some uh, depth up front. Uh, we we're I think all of us agree we like what we're seeing in terms of the line combinations. Like you said, Jody earlier on the fourth line, that's looking really good. Um, and Joe, you mentioned Simmons. Simmons has emerged a bit. I think this year he you know I wasn't even sure they should have brought him back, but you know he's starting to show that. He can chip in offensively a little bit, and uh, if he can be a little bit of a little bit of that grit and check and forecheck in the corners and get that out and still and be a little bit of a threat, I think that's what they need. Before he was no threat at all, and I think that was what worried me. I thought he was sort of just uh, you can get any guy uh, in the minors to come up and, and play that role, but he's showing uh, showing that the fourth line showing that they're they're. If they if they don't score, they're at least keeping the puck out of the net, out of our own end too. So that defensively, as a team, they're looking much better. So I like that. I still have question marks. I think we all do about the def- the depth on defense. That's going to be something they're going to have to address. And then I think the big question mark is: Can they continue this kind of run throughout the second part of the season? And that still remains to be seen. However, that being said, at 700 now and their record now, it would have to be a collapse for them not to make the playoffs. So I'll say they make the playoffs. I'll say that they uh, definitely have a shot at uh, winning that first round, and they certainly better um, win a round in the playoffs. And uh, hopefully they'll get a trade. But, um, yeah, still some question marks. I think we're going to have to uh, maybe uh, reconvene after the trade deadline, see if they've addressed their needs, see where they're at. Um, What do you guys think? 
I think what we need to do come trade trade deadline day is, um, you know, just have a live podcast where we can all sit in your living room with a box <laughs> of beer in front of us, and we can just do a live uh, just, just just do a live video stream, no different than what they do on TV, Paul. <laughs> yeah, that sounds, that sounds good. <laughs> uh, well, okay, well we'll have to uh, set a date for that. I'm uh, I'm all for that. We need to do. Hopefully by then we can do this no, podcast joking, in person. Joking. No, joking and kidding aside for me, uh, I, I'm, I'm hoping, and I know Joe said it a couple minutes ago, I'm hoping to come trade deadline. I'm hoping that we are able to pick up a D or two. Um, I do think we need to bolster our position and our strength on the on the uh, on the blue line, and I do think that's a, I do think that's one of the key things that are missing right now in order to you know to make us that contender to not only make it to the first round and win, but you know to continue to play and, and go on well up to the playoffs. Yeah. Okay. With that being said, Joe, your any last words? Uh, I got some suggestions for the song that we want to end on. Oh, okay. I'm all ears for that. What are we going to end on? <laughs> <laughs> well, I I just uh, googled uh, hockey songs and I just noticed one here. I'm not familiar with it, but it's the Ballad of Wendell Clark. That's uh, that's one you might want to consider, Polly. And uh, then, then, <laughs> okay. there, then there's a couple. There's a couple Pump Me Up uh, songs, and uh, the one that uh, maybe, uh, well, actually, I'll mention one other one. The Hockey Night in Canada theme song, the one that we grew up with. That yeah. would be a great song to end with. And then if not, uh, looking forward to a good second half, maybe we want to raise a little hell. All right. Well, you know what? I, I, I know that we're still in a, a, a blackout of uh, the games, and so I know that I, I, like, I think the uh, Leaf game and Pittsburgh game has been postponed again. Um, so I don't know when hockey will resume. So, again, that's another big question mark. So let's hope that we get through uh, this uh, pandemic piece, uh, Wave 4, whatever they're calling this, soon, and, uh, and hockey gets back to normal. And uh, let's hope that everything stays on track. And in uh, March, we can uh, have a get-together and uh, do this again. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, Joey. Thanks, Joe. Until then, guys, and until things return, resume back to normal in terms of the NHL, let's uh, continue to support the guys out in uh, Alberta in terms of Team Canada and the World Juniors. So let's go, uh, let's, let's go Canada go. Sounds good. Great. Talk to you soon, guys. Thanks, guys. Right, bye.
Dan. Rebel.